Hello, podcast listeners. This is Daniel Friedlander, and this is the Nintendo Podcast, or Lithcast, episode 46 for October 4th, 2008. Alright, hello LithCast listeners. As previously stated, this is Daniel Friedlander from LithCast.com, L-I-T-H-C-A-S-T.com. Lithcast, this is LithCast episode number 46. Uh, it's great, as always, to be with all of you, and um, it's good to be back here doing LithCast. Of course, I, as you may have, you might have noticed that it's been a while since the last LithCast, of course, this podcast isn't exactly the most frequent or reliable as far as schedules go. So, sorry about that, but I've um, been, been particularly busy, as always. And um, although I haven't been, you know, it's funny. I think, I always wonder, like, you know, there, most people just, most of the people that interface with LithCast really just listen to the podcast and don't go to the forums, don't go to the Hylia.com, um, the other site I run, um, which is all Zelda-based. Uh, most of you guys just, you know, hang out and listen to LithCast. And I wonder if you guys think like, wow, I wonder if I wonder if Daniel Friedlander or DS Cubed is, uh, I wonder if he's dead. <laughs> because uh, I, of course, am not. But um, you would know that if you, know, if you were at the forums, LithCast.com slash forums. And, uh, you know, you see I'm, I'm on the forums all the time. But, uh, no, I could see, I could see there would be genuine concern if, I guess, if you didn't, uh, if you weren't members of the forums. So, um, we've got a lot to talk about uh, this LithCast. So, yeah, I'm just looking at my show notes here. This The notes that I'm, I have for as far as what we're going to be discussing. Uh, of course, my show notes, they're not a private club. They are always bundled with the RSS feed. Um, of course, you can always take uh, head on over to LithCast.com and they're there if you 
this whole RSS thing is a bunch of confusing big words and whatever. Um, all the URLs, all the links to everything I talk about, all is everything's nice and cited. So I can't, so I can't just spew whatever I want, unless of course it's opinion. But um, yeah, anyway. As always, I'm just going to remind you that the usual things. Uh, if you want to send a question into Lithcast, you uh, you can send that to nintendopod at gmail.com. I'm not going to start saying the second email address. They don't. They both work. It's just why give you two email address, addresses. Uh, so nintendopod at gmail.com. Of course, you can go to lithcast.com and click the contact us um, button and send an email that way as well. Uh, lithcast.com l-i-t-h-c-a-s-t.com thehylia.com t-h-e-h-y-l-i-a dot com for all your Zelda information I, I actually take pride lithcast.com and thehylia.com I'm really trying to make very different things the Hylia is meant to be a news source for, for Zelda there isn't a lot of opinion on there um, of course you know I, I'll intersperse my own opinions and there's plenty of Zelda news that I don't think is really worth lithcast time for example um you know, it's funny you don't pay attention to so much of this stuff until you run a site all that's about this. But just just to shoot off in a, an example, um, it's been one year since Fan Hourglass has been released. Uh, the or- Oracle of the Seasons manga is coming to the United States. I mean, this is stuff that I'm sure most of you don't care about. But look at the Hylia. It's uh, it's really great. It's amazing. That it's great. We have specialized sites like this, um, like the Hylia, and of course there are other sites that specialize in Zelda and various other game franchises. So let's talk let's start about let's start off with talking about the music that you just heard. Now that that song is not a, it's from a classic game, but not really. Well, sort of. Let me explain. That song is um is that Plugman stage? Um I think that's what it was, darn now I can't even remember. Yeah, it's Plugman stage. And um that song is from Mega Man 9. Uh, now, Mega Man 9 is kind of an interesting story. Now, I'm sure most of you have heard of it. I haven't talked about it much on Lithcast, but Capcom basically is going back to their roots, or has gone back to their roots because the game's already out. And they've said, you know, we can keep making Mega Man games. I mean, but when, 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 when do real hardcore Mega Man fans really considered the golden age of Mega Man? Well, it was games like Mega Man 1 and 2. Now, I'm, I don't consider myself a big Mega Man expert. Actually, if Endor, uh, Evan from our message boards, was on, I sort of, sort of, um, it was sort of last, last minute when I decided to do the podcast, I sort of had time. If he was on, he's a big, he's a Mega Man, he knows, he knows a bit about Mega Man, but, you know, I'm sure compared to me, he knows quite a bit more about Mega Man, but um, I think he'd probably vouch for that Mega Man 1 and 2 are, are considered to be among the best Mega Man games. And um, this game, basically Capcom has said, okay, we're going to do a game, a Mega Man game, in the old 8-bit style, and we're going to release it on WiiWare uh, for the Wii, which is why it's relevant. And then later, a little bit later on, we're going to release it for the Xbox Live Arcade for the Xbox 360. Um, And the game looks 8-bit. It's old school Mega Man difficult. I'll be honest, though, I haven't played it very much. I'm going to... um, It is... And there... It's been getting great reviews. In fact, the game has sold has sold a hundred, uh, according to VG charts, um, and I, of course, this will still be in the show notes. According to VG charts, Mega Man has sold Mega Man Nine 
has sold 140,000 in one week on the Wii in the United States or in the Americas. So that's pretty good. Um, very good numbers, and it's online. So of course, the Capcom doesn't have to pay all these publishing fees. Like, um, I mean, I have no idea how the WiiWare deal works, but I assume Nintendo's trying to make it very open and very uh, not open to the, to the extent that like anybody can just put stuff on there. Although that wouldn't be a bad idea. O- open to the extent that um, it's not. I mean, you don't have to press discs, for example, to have a game on WiiWare, and I assume Microsoft's very much the same way with Xbox Live Arcade, and so. It's great because this game is a huge distribution, but they haven't had to spend any money on the publishing. The game itself is 8-bit. It's got 8-bit music. Like You heard that, that Plugman song. That was, just, that was just a MIDI file. The music could probably sound like that. And of course, we know Mega Man has great music. Uh, so, you know, you're going to be hearing uh, some great stuff. It's considered to be hard, just like old-school Mega Man. It is, you know, it is an 8-bit. It's basically, it's basically an 8-bit game. Um, but there are a lot of little pluses. I mean, let's say I have not played it personally, so I can't give you my full review, although there are two other games that I'm going to talk about that I have played. Uh, so, we'll, you know, we'll talk about those. But for right now, we're talking about Mega Man 9, and basically, it's received great reviews. Uh, so I would definitely suggest t- checking it out, and especially because of the price. Um, it makes sense. They probably didn't spend as much on the development because you look at it, it looks like an 8-bit game. And um, But you look at it, they didn't spend a lot. But back in the day, when the when the NES was the console, you were probably paying fifty dollars, you know, like normal video game prices, you know, for eight bit games, ten bucks, a thousand Wii points, um, for Mega Man Nine. So probably yes, an expensive game if if it was a port from the NES. But for a completely new game that's been receiving such great reviews, I think ten bucks is not so bad, especially considering what you could have paid in the past. Um, so. That's the story with Mega Man 9. Of course, like I said, you can get it from WiiWare, or I'm not sure if it's out for X. I don't think it's X- out for Xbox Live Arcade yet, but um, you will be able to get it if you if you only. I mean, if you happen to be listening to this podcast and don't own a Wii and own an Xbox 360, uh, you should be able to get it out for that uh, pretty soon as well. Um, so that's that's Meg that's Mega Man 9. Like I said, I've, we've got a lot to talk about. Um, I sort of wanted to do this in chronological order. So, let's talk about uh, just some LithCast stuff. Because, you know, I like to talk about, first I like to talk about the music, and I like to talk about stuff that's related to LithCast. Um, basically, there are two things I need to talk about. There are, there is the, well, actually, I, I guess I'll just go right in. There really are two, two main things I need to talk about. The first one um, is something that Endor and Arbiter and the, and Mr. Storm and the various other LithCast staff members have really, really wanted me to plug on the podcast. Uh, and they're called, it's called the LithCast Game Night. Now, essentially at LithCast, um, at LithCast.com slash forums, we are all, you know, we're all gamers here. Um, and we all enjoy playing Nintendo games. But a lot of us also own Xbox 360s, myself included. And sometimes we think that maybe Nintendo's Wi-Fi connection isn't exactly the best online service. But we also like to have fun. So um, um, basically, this LithCast game night, we, uh, we call it the LithCast Elites versus LithCast Loyals. So the Elites versus, elites versus Loyals. Um, the next one's actually tonight. So you'll probably, unless you download this r- right away, because it'll probably be out right before the game night. 
unless you download this right away, you're probably not going to be in time for Lithcast game night tonight. But basically, it's elites versus loyals, um, and the elites basically are Mr. Storm, Endor, Arbiter, and myself, and I suppose any other staff member or pod masters or you know, those would be the elites. And the loyals could be any of you guys. And we're going. We we usually play Halo. Uh, so you, I would tell you to go check out the forums. There's a link in the show notes, but I'm making this very easy. My, my good buddy Arbiter and Endor, you really want me to plug this. So if you just go to lithcast.com slash halo, uh, that will redirect you right to it. Uh, lithcast.com slash H-A-L-O, just like uh, the game. Because that's what generally, what generally we play Halo 3, at least that's what it seems to be that we've played. Um, although, of course, if we change, it's a big, it's a big discussion um, you know, it's a lot of fun. goes goes on late in the evening. I, you know, just I just thought I would plug that. And um, so lithcast.com slash Halo. Uh, the next thing with Lithcast is, well, like I said, I'm sort of stalling because I I this thing I want to talk about, but it's like, well, I'm sort of saving it. It's not that I'm afraid to talk about. It. Like, we're gonna talk. We're gonna talk about it, but um, I think there was another question that Dustin Dustin Co three twelve sent me one time that I never actually responded to, and I keep forgetting to read his question. But it's actually a very good segue into the next thing. Um, so it was kind of an interesting question, but let me just go ahead and read it. It's actually, I say, it's very much related to what we're talking about. So go read. He says, Hey Daniel, I had a question for you about the Kirby series. The last Kirby game was Kirby squeak squad, which is for the DS, which is now is not true. By the way, the last console Kirby was air ride. This is still true, which was not that great. A spinoff. The last main series console Kirby game was Kirby the Crystal Shards, which came out in 2000. That's eight years ago. In 2006, there was a Japanese report saying that a new Kirby is stated for Japan in 2008. Since then, there have been no news about it whatsoever. What do you think the future of Kirby, the Kirby series on consoles will be like? The Wii has tons of possibilities for the franchise. I want to see what, the, what they will do for a Wii Kirby game. Since the Wii's released in late 2006, they have put the games... They put out great games for almost all their major franchises. For example, Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess, WarioWare, Super Paper Mario, Battalion Wars 2, Fire Emblem, Radiant Dawn, Metroid Prime 3, Corruption, Super Mario Galaxy, Super Smash Bros. Brawl, and mini spin-off games such as Mario Party, Mario Kart, and more. I loved Kirby 64, The Crystal Shards. It was one of my favorite N64 games. I would love to see another game just like that. Just wanted to know your opinions on this great franchise and what you think they can do with it. Dustin. Well... Um, Dustin, well, for one thing, you know, at this, at this time, technically the newest Kirby game is this one that we're going to talk about a little bit later, which is called Kirby Superstar Ultra. Um, but then that's for the DS. Now you are right though. Um, it, this is sort of starting to unfold a lot of the stuff we t- we're going to talk about later, but it is, um, in my opinion, I agree. I actually, I, I, I agree with you. I actually really liked Kirby's, I, I, I think my favorite Kirby game really was the Crystal Shards. Um, it was fun. It was simple, um, but but fun. 
and I thought Air Ride was okay, but it just wasn't. It wasn't Kirby. I mean, it's yeah, okay, whatever. It's a racing game. Yeah, you can fly around with the stars and all that. But it really wasn't a Kirby game, and I think to call it a Kirby game is yeah, it's it's far from the truth because it is a spinoff. So the question is like, what is what is the future of Kirby going to be? And you're right, there are, in my opinion anyway, a lot of things that you know Nintendo could invent their original franchise for being. Actually, I listened to this video game historian. It was actually very good. I should actually I'm going to actually put this in the show notes now that I now that I think of it. There was the actually apparently the uh, Masahiro Sakurai Sakurai's original basically his original assignment for creating Kirby was to create a game that's really simple, a game that can be played by a lot of people. And if you ask me, that mission statement lends itself perfectly to the Wii. So it's it is funny that there haven't been any really any Kirby games for the Wii. We haven't seen any, unless you you know discounting Super Smash Brothers. Um, and and of course we 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 wear titles. Well, if we discount those, you're right. There really haven't been, or I mean, virtual console titles. And discounting those, there really haven't been any Kirby titles uh, for the Wii. Now, what do I think about whether there's going to be some? I'll tell you one thing, and this might not sound great, but this is sort of what I think. Kirby, I think, is a great franchise. Don't get me wrong. I love Kirby. In fact. I actually have no criticisms of Kirby. I don't even know why I, why I prefaced the question that way, or prefaced the statement that way. Kirby's a great franchise, and I think we can all see it. But do you guys remember reading when um, the Super Smash Brothers Brawl or Smash Bros. Dojo, Brawl, Smash Bros. dot com, first their first post it was all about Sakurai and how Iwata convinced him to make a Super Smash Bros. Like he, it was almost like he wouldn't do it because he was just so busy with his own company, Sora Limited, that he just you know, he wasn't sure he would do it. So, what I'm wondering, is especially when you read, when you look into the history of this Kirby, is actually if Kirby was actually a very well done YouTube video. But, um, when you look into the history of of Kirby, is it? I mean, it was an assigned character. It was kind of an accident. He's like, well, I kind of like this. He originally actually Kirby was a pink blob meant to actually be a substitute for the character they were just developing the game and the character they just made a pink blob and they said well we'll replace him with a real character later so kirby's actually not meant to be who he is or wasn't at least initially so basically especially if a game as great as super smash brothers brawl and is probably fun to develop for took iwata some convincing or took Sakura, I took some convincing from Iwata to do it. I have to ask myself, especially considering that the newest Kirby game, Kirby Superstar Ultra, is really a remake. I mean, yeah, it's more than a remake, but essentially it's a remake of the old, um, let's see, what was it for? For the old SNES game, um, which came out back in 96, so, I mean, it doesn't take it doesn't take Sakurai necessarily to make a remake. So I'm wondering, actually, myself, if Sakurai is the one getting tired of making Kirby games because I think maybe he doesn't like it. I think he's trying to start his own company. He probably thinking is probably thinking of other things. Um, like I say, there are really two franchises that he's mainly working on, and that's Super Smash Brothers and that's Kirby. I almost wouldn't even be surprised if this is the last Super Smash Brothers we see. I really hate to say that. I really don't want that to be the case, and I really think that's not going to be the case. 
However, I have to wonder though, when Iwata says that it takes a whole bunch of con- of convincing to get Sakurai to do it. Um, and the newest Kirby we see is really just a remake of the old Kirby. It was a great game. Great game. Don't worry. It's a terrific game. But um, has it come out? It doesn't hasn't come out in Europe yet. But when you Europeans get it, it will. It's going to be good. Um, we we actually we actually got it before. Actually, Japan hasn't gotten it either. Jeez, we we Americans are pretty lucky then. We got Kirby Superstar Ultra on the twenty second of September, and Japan doesn't get it till November sixth. And Europe still has the U.S. don't even have a release date. Unbelievable. Sometimes it amazes me what how Europe is. Well, it's not how Europe is, but how Nintendo is to Europe. So um, basically, this game's a remake. Remake. So I wonder, Dustin, if if really there's even a place for Kirby. I, I know there's a place for Kirby. I know people love Kirby, and I think the game lends itself perfectly. So you think, well, why? Would they not make a Kirby game? Well, I, I'm thinking it's because it's something else. I think it's Sakurai is getting tired of making Kirby. I don't know that. I haven't heard an official statement on it. Now, I think what someone needs to do is they, someone needs to find Sakurai, look him in the eye and say, hey, Sakurai, is there going to be another Kirby? Are you developing another Kirby? Because we look, you know, I, myself included, I've all been concerned, oh my God, is there going to be a new Zelda game for the Nintendo Wii? Are we going to see anything? Nintendo, you haven't talked about anything. You ruined E3, you, you jerks. Oh my gosh, you... You haven't talked about anything. The fall media something. You didn't say anything, and you, 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 you haven't even shown me a screenshot of a single Zelda. You haven't even shown me the cover art. You haven't even told me about the idea. You haven't even said. But you know, every every five seconds, Reggie's saying, "Look, the uh, respective Mario and Zelda teams are." Well, that's not what Reggie sounds like. He says the respective Mario and Zelda teams are. You know, they're, they're looking at. They're always making Zelda games. Oh, in fact, um. Just recently, Reggie made a statement. Just recently, Reggie made a um, a statement about this at the um, American media, that the North American media summit. So, in a G four interview, he was asked about where the you know, where where are the core games. I mean, you, some people would say you screwed up E three. Where are the games here at the Fall Media Summit? Because they didn't show any. But we'll talk a little bit more about what they showed and didn't show. And he's just he just said um, this must have been. This must have been only two days ago, October 2nd. He said, maybe it was October 1st, I don't know. Um, he says, you know, it's a great question. I just have, I have to just step back and remind people. Smash Brothers is less than a year old. Cart is less than a year old. We're only getting to a year anniversary for Galaxy. We've just launched all these great franchises. Do we have those specific teams working? The Mario team, the Zelda team? Absolutely. You've got to give us a little bit of time to create these games. They will be coming. I'm not going to spoil the surprise of when, but those games are all coming. So, we get reassurance from Reggie almost every day that these games are coming. I mean, not every day, but you know what I mean. Almost everyone does. And every time he's interviewed, you're like, where's Zelda? Where, where, where? Reggie, where are you keeping Zelda? Are you locking her up? And and Link, is Link going to be Link next time? So, you know, we have these questions, but Reggie answers them all the time. Now, I have yet to see someone look Sakurai in the eye and say, Hey, Sakurai, do you are you making Kirby games? Are you still into making Kirby games? Um, could, could you make some Kirby games? Uh, so... I think people have yet to ask Sakurai that. 
which is part of the not part of the problem, but just part of the reason that maybe perhaps people are a little bit um, why we're not why there's so much mystery surrounding Kirby. My theory, I don't think this is necessarily true, um, but look, it's certainly not. Um, I certainly don't think it's particularly difficult to believe. Maybe Sakura's getting tired of it, of Kirby. Because I think the game lends itself so perfectly to the Wii, it's almost a crime not to have it on Kirby. Besides, it's a great game. Kirby the Crystal Shards was a terrific game. I loved it. But somehow, it's, something just doesn't add up. And especially when Sakura needs convincing to develop Super Smash Bros., which is my opinion, which is really my favorite game. So I think that I smell a rat. But who am I? I'm just a, I'm just a lowly Nintendo podcaster. So, the next thing, now that I finally, after years of blowing it off, finally have Dustin's question off my back, I, you know, can, can say that I, you know, it feels like a great burden has been lifted, really. Okay, so let's talk about the next thing. Um, the next thing has to do with something at Lithcast. As you know, we celebrated our birthday last episode, well, belated birthday by one day last ep- last episode. Lithcast's birthday was July 31st. We were born July 31st, 2005. I have never looked back. Say so one of the highlights of my life. And um, so it's great to be with all of you. But I didn't have a birthday contest as I always do. So we're we're gonna having kind of, we're kind of having a late birthday contest. Uh, but we are having one. Rest assured, we are having one. I have prizes. In fact, I only have two, but still prizes, prizes nonetheless. Um, and of course, what's kind of annoying is after this Nintendo Media Summit, technically both of these things are now obsolete, but they won't be for another couple of months, um, or at least for a little bit. And actually, one of them isn't really obsolete ever, but sort of. Um, so let's talk about the contest. Basically, here's how it's going to work. Um, last year, I asked all of you, particularly the ones who are particularly good at doing impersonations of people, to do an impersonation of yours truly, Daniel DSQ Friedlander, and to you know do your best with that. Well, this time, I'm calling on all of those of you with musical talent. Uh, and basically, here's what I want. I want you guys to either sing or somehow compose a a song either about Lithcast or a Lithcast theme song, like a song we can play at the beginning. Because frankly, I'm getting kind of tired of t- playing the VG music stuff. Like a, th- a theme song or something we can, you know, use. Or it could be about Lithcast. I'm just, I just want a song. Um, you know, it's kind of a funny idea. It's, it's meant to, it's meant to sort of embarrass you guys, but you know, still, um, that's what I want. So how do you submit such a song? How do you get that to me? So you got this great idea for a Lithcast song. It's just, you know, and you've, you finally recorded it and you realize, oh darn it. I don't remember how to submit it because DS cubed was an idiot and didn't tell me how to do it. Well, I'm going to tell you how to do it. Basically, um, I don't really care about the length of the song, just as long as it can be sent. Um, you can, if it require, if, it, if you want to you know, use effects and all that and really go all out, you can go ahead and email that 
to nintendopod at gmail.com as an attachment. Yeah, I'll take attachments. Uh, that's that's a great way to do it. In fact, I think the the better ones are probably going to come in that way. But if you guys just want to improvi- improvise or just do it off your computer microphone, just, just play and sing or you've got music in the background or whatever, or you want to, you can go to lithcast.com slash contest and, um, you know, there's a little recorder there and I will, I will get all your recordings from that. Don't worry about it. Just, just hit the thing that says, leave me a message. It says voicemail, but don't worry. No one will be able to see it except myself. And we will t- play the, we'll, we'll talk about, we will play the winners, I guess, when we, uh, have the winners. And, um, now I am a person who is a big believer in the idea of, in- of incentives. And so you're saying, oh, well, DS cubed, I am not about to sing and embarrass myself if there's nothing in it for me. Well, my friend, that is where you will find that you are wrong. Because there actually is something in it for you. We got prizes, as, as I've said. Two prizes. And I'm doing this a little bit differently as far as prizes this year. Last year, what I did is I said third prize gets a Nintendo Power subscription. Second prize gets a Lithcast hoodie. First prize gets a copy of Brain Age 2. Maybe it was just Brain, Brain Age 2, yeah. And that's how I did it. But this year, I'm going to be a little more flexible. There are only two prizes. Um, one of the prize is a brand spanking new copy of Kirby Superstar Ultra for the Nintendo DS. Very good game, by the way. Um, and the second prize is a 2,000 Wii Points card, uh, which essentially means $20 worth of credit to the Wii Shop channel. I'll tell you why both of these are now considered obsolete momentarily, by the way. Because I, I, I kind of said that off the cuff earlier. Um, but what I'm going to do is I'm going to say first prize, I'm going to email the person, you know, when you win first prize, you win first prize. You can pick either one because frankly, if you don't own a DS, the, the Wii Points card's probably not going to do much for you. If you don't own a Wii, then the Wii Points card might not do so much for you. So, oh, sorry, wait, sorry. If you don't own a DS, then the Kirby game won't do much for you. And if you don't own a Wii, the, then the Wii Points won't do much for you. So we're giving, we're giving you the choice. Um, and I think that's probably the way it should be. So if the first prize winner gets the choice, and the second prize winner is pretty much stuck with whatever the first prize winner wants, or whatever the first prize winner doesn't want. Um, you know, Kirby Superstar Ultra is the price of a normal DS game. I guess it must be $34. And then the, so monetary, monetarily speaking, you'd be better off with Kirby Superstar Ultra, but you know, if you'd rather have the Wii points, maybe you want Mega Man 9, uh, and then you can still, you can, maybe you want two copies of Mega Man 9 because that's 2,000 Wii points. Uh, by all means, we've got, we've, we've, you know, that's what we're giving away. So it's not a lot in the way of prizes, maybe $55 worth of prizes, but um, this is what we're giving away, okay? So please go to lithcast.com slash contest or email me at nintendopod at gmail.com attached with a music file. We want a Lithcast theme song or a song about Lithcast. I, I, I would like a Lithcast theme song or a jingle or something because then we could play it at every podcast and that would just be terrific if we could do that. So, um, get your entries in, uh, the actual formal deadline for it. Uh, I don't really have a formal deadline actually. It's not, isn't that interesting? Um, you know what? Let's make the deadline in a month. Let's say that the deadline is, oh heck, let's say the deadline is the elections. Let's say the deadline is, are the U S elections, November 4th, 2008. So November 4th, 2008 will be the election, the election, um, just got better write down the, uh, 
better write down the um, deadline. The ele election day here in the United States. And um, that'll be the deadline. So just go to lithcast.com slash contest um, or email me nintendopod at gmail.com. Of course, on the front page of lithcast.com, right below where this podcast is posted, will be all of the rules of engagement for the contest. Everything you will need to know as far as how to enter the contest, all of that will be in there as far as including links to, you know, like what we're looking for, what the prizes are. If you forget any of this stuff I've said in the podcast, don't worry. It's all at lithcast.com. So now that we have the contest out of the way, although I'm going to remind you about it later in the podcast. Now that we have the contest out of the way, let's talk a little bit about news because boy, do we have news. So. The first piece of news, I don't even know where to start, is Nintendo held their fall media summit. Of course, I wasn't invited. Because really the only only the big boys are invited to the fall meet to the fall media summit. And there were two. There was one in Japan, there's one in the in uh, San Francisco. And the Japanese one, I was I was up maybe like I think it was maybe eleven o'clock on Thursday. Eleven maybe it was eleven I think it was eleven o'clock at night on Wednesday, you know, refreshing the pay, refreshing Famitsu, or I mean refreshing Kotaku or Something like that to try to get all the updates together, and because uh, they were live blogging it, and basically, we've got a lot of announcements, a lot of announcements, um, and actually some announcements that are pretty good. Um, I wasn't expecting much. See, I sort of wish I'd, I sort of, I sort of half wished I'd done this podcast beforehand, before the, you know, before the media summit, because then I could have done my predictions. On the other hand, though, now that it's afterwards, at least we can talk. We can talk about what actually happened. So, so much to say. Most of it happened in Japan, but you know, the American one was very nice as well. So, the main news, uh, the biggest piece of news, is the release of a new Nintendo DS, or I should say, a redesign of the current Nintendo DS. Um, this is called the Nintendo DSi, and they announced that the. Uh, Japanese um, Nintendo press conference. Of course, they also talked about it at. Um, they also talked about it at. Um, darn it! At the American one, and believe me, because it links links to all this in the show notes. I mean, you know, this is pretty well covered. So if you haven't heard of it already, uh, the DSi basically looks a lot like the DS Lite. It's certainly a smaller transition than the original fat DS was to the DS Lite. Um, it is, I believe, uh, I should probably get the, I might should get every, oh, I, should, you know, I probably should get all my details together here. Uh, but basically here, here, are, here, are the, here's the, here's the moral of the story. The overall size of it has been reduced. The DSi is 12% smaller than the DS Lite, uh, which is 2.6, uh, millimeters slimmer. So not a lot. Um, it's, it's kind of disappointing, but it's cool. And there are two cameras on the actual DS. It has cameras. There's two. There's one on the outside casing, on the outside of the clamshell. And there's one on the inside sort of facing you, as you know, kind of where the microphone is right now on the DS Lite. And um, these microphones are only 0.3 megapixels. And, you know, you'll be able to edit pictures with a touchscreen. Uh, you'll have music playback functionality. Uh, you can adjust pitch and playback speed. Uh, both top and bottom screens have been expanded to be 
two five inches. Uh, there were rumors that both screens are touchscreens that IGN was reporting, but that is actually false. Um, but only one screen is touchscreen. This one I think is another really cool one. Is that now there's an SD memory card, but there will also be onboard memory. Now Nintendo, uh, they asked Reggie about this in, the, in his interview with G4. Nintendo hasn't revealed how much that internal storage is in the DS. Um, as we know with the Wii, it's not necessarily going to last you very long. In fact, they're not talking about it. It makes me think it's 128 megabytes. I know it sounds wimpy, but that's what I think it is. Um, the other thing is that, and this is something I think that this is the reason the Opera browser didn't work. They've confirmed that this is the Opera browser. Um, it will come built in with the Nintendo DS web browser. Um, um, so there you go. <laughs> it comes you know, with the Opera web browser. And unlike the iPhone supports Flash, and um, should be able to do that. Uh, the DS is going to allow for downloadable games. The new service that uses Wii points, but now they're called Nintendo points, which is why I was saying that our Wii points that we're giving away are actually sort of obsolete because now they're called Nintendo points. But at least you will be one of the few and proud that will have authentic, original, early adopter Wii points. Um, they're called Nintendo points because they can use on be used on both Wii and DS, but. You'll be able to download DSWare. And I think that the DS could be an exciting platform. I'll talk a little bit more about that later. Um, when you first get your DS, if you log on, you get 1,000 free Nintendo points, which is $10. Um, DSWare, at least this is at least for Japan. I'm reading this off of, Joy, off of um, DS FanWeb, but I think what they neglect to mention is that this is stuff for Japan. I don't believe that's been confirmed for the United States. Um, so it comes in four pricing categories. Um, you know, the, you know, the DS work, it's just like the Wii, you know, there's certain prices, either 200 Nintendo points, 500 Nintendo points, and 800 Nintendo points. Uh, the DS light, or the DS, will, it will come in two colors, um, sort of a matte white and a matted black. And... You know, so it won't be as glossy. And the system's going to launch November 1st in Japan. And we don't have an actual release date in the United States. Um, Reggie, they said at the press conference that's going to be um, late, well into 2009. And then Reggie said after their fiscal year, which is in April. So at least after April uh, for the United States. The reason they're really releasing this in Japan, if you watched Iwata's Japanese keynote, because it is actually up there, is that, um, and you know, actually, I'm going to write this on the show notes, because I always, I don't know why, even though these aren't, they actually translate these to English, and these are always fun to watch, I think. But you see, you see the chart, and you see how very slowly the demand for DS Lite has gone down in Japan. And so that gets what they really needed to reinvigorate the buyer base in Japan for, of you know, the consumers of the DS Lite. Uh, they're releasing the Nintendo DSi, whereas in the United States, they probably don't need it so much because the market isn't really in trouble, which is why I was a little bit skeptical about the idea that they were going to release a new DS. Uh, because to me, it had seemed that the DS was doing just fine. Uh, it seemed to me that the demand hadn't gone down, and certainly at E3, they were talking up the demand. So wh what's the big deal? Why do you need to release a new DS? But, all right, I guess I guess, I guess every once in a while, they they probably should. Uh, the next thing is that it's going to cost uh, roughly um, $180. And 
you know, that's kind of what I expected. It's supposed to have, they didn't talk, I don't know why is this not on DS Fanboy, but supposedly it has a better speaker, better microphone. Um, I said it has a media capability. Reggie talked a little bit about it on G4. And he said that that really wasn't, it wasn't like the perfect, it wasn't a particularly good camera. We know that 0.3 megapixels, unbelievably low. I mean, I, I don't even know they made 0.3 megapixel cameras. I mean, you know, there's old, there's really old cameras like the original Sony, you know, digital cameras that recorded to floppy drives. I, mean, I don't know if any of you guys remember those, but they were around. And I don't even know if those took 0.3. That's, that sounds even low for one of those. Um, but whatever, it's their decision. Now, it's interesting that they're supporting SD cards. And there are a few things I think are really good ideas with the DSi. One thing, of course, always making it slimmer, more portable. That's terrific because it is a portable system. That's part of what it does. Supposedly, there are games that will only be played on the DSi, which is part of the reason why I said that Kirby Ultra 60, Kirby Superstar Ultra is, um, is part, sort of obsolete because they said they're going to be games that really are only played on the DSi. So in a way, your DS is sort of obsolete, but it's not really. There's no... God, DS fanboy forgot so much stuff. Uh, they also forgot to mention that there will no longer be a Game Boy Advance slot on, the, on it. Uh, they've taken it off. Um, so there you go. <laughs> but I did a few little calculations on withcast.com, and I said, well... The SD card is really is very good, assuming because I think one thing that people instantly thought was, oh, this has got great homebrew potential. I can so hack this thing. I mean, think about a DS with a built-in SD, I mean, that's built-in SD card. Although I'm not, I'm not pushing anything because frankly, the Wii has a built-in SD card and I think most of these hacks, well, yeah, they use the SD cards, but well, basically what I'm saying is that assuming, assuming that just like with a with homebrew, because I've got friends that do homebrew. Assuming it's just like homebrew, and you can just put games straight on to the cartridge and you know play them off of uh, the SD card. I did a few calculations uh, in two different scenarios. Um, the first one is assuming that the you know they say they're supporting SD cards. Now they didn't say they're supporting SD cards or SDHC cards. The SDHC cards are the higher capacity SD cards, and I'll talk about those in a sec. But assuming that you can hold two gigabytes of an SD card, that's the maximum size you can get of just a regular SD card, um, you could hold up to 31 full DS games on that. Or you could hold 125 Game Boy Advance games. I mean, that's like you could just literally take the ROMs. Now, of course, I'm not condoning taking ROMs. Of course, that's not necessarily very legal unless you own the games. So this sort of, the law is sort of dicey. Check it out where you live. Don't blame me for doing it. Uh, you could literally take these games and put them on your SD card, and then you know, boom, there you go. Or, and they say this is assuming that you've hacked your DS somehow, but the thing is, SD card readers built right into the system. If they allowed SDHC cards, now this is sort of questionable because I thought they were going to allow this on the Wii. I mean, come on, the Wii only has 512 megabytes of internal storage. Um. And they said they were going to allow SD cards. Now, I thought, well, of course you're going to allow SDHC cards because SD cards only go up to 2 gigabytes. And that means that the most you could have is 2.5 gigabytes of storage when you combine them, when you combine them both. And that's not very much. I mean, I've got my 40, is it 40 or 20 gigabyte hard drive on my Xbox 360. And I don't even think that's a lot. So, 2.5 gigabytes, not so much on the Wii. However, let's 
they didn't support SDHC, but let's just say that maybe they've changed their way with the DS. They certainly didn't say anything. I, they probably won't. They probably would brag about it if they, if they, if it was. But, but if they support SDHC, which means that the maximum, these these cards are huge. They can hold up to thirty-two gigabytes right now. Sandisk, I think, is selling a card for one hundred and eighty dollars, about the price of the DS. But they're selling one, and it says that means you could hold up to five hundred DS games, which is about three times the number of DS games that GameFly.com even has available for rental. You could hold 2,000 Game Boy Advance games, and that means one day game per day for five and a half years. Like I said, this is, all, this is assuming a lot. Um, of course, this is, you know, I, the games I use, by the way, I use for the DS games, I said the size, I used Pokemon Diamond and Pearl, I used the ROM for that, which is 64 megabytes, and I used the ROM for... Pokemon Ruby and Sapphire, which is 60 megabytes in size. I own both games, so don't worry. I just looked at the ROMs for the sizes. I didn't really play them, but I do own the games anyway, so don't 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 come after me. Um so I don't think it's likely they're going to do SDHC, but look, it's possible. It's not a bad idea if they're aiming to make it a media player, although Reggie did say it's not going to be the best media player. So I wonder, well, what's so great about it then? And I also ask myself, what's the point of making the screens bigger? I think I'd have to see it to believe it and really see the screens and look at them and say, boy, that looks good or boy, that looks bad. Because I think I don't see the point in adding screens, you know, making bigger screens if the games themselves aren't going to change in graphical capability. Uh, I thought for, for, for the, you know, given the graphical capability of, some, of the DS, the screens are probably fine. Maybe they could use a little bit of an update, but I don't know. See, I, one of the reasons I was a little bit skeptical they were going to release a new DS was because I didn't think they would do it unless they were going to do a full revamp. And I thought they would do themselves a much bigger favor to just revamp their online system, Nintendo Wi-Fi connection, make it a lot more open, make it a lot more like the Xbox 360 Xbox Live system. I thought that would have done them a you know, much, would have helped them out a lot more than just you know an incremental change in the DS. So I sort of said, well, they've got bigger fish to fry before they go and release a new DS, but eh, what do you know? They do anyway. And I can understand. They thought that the DS was reaching a saturation point in the Japanese market. It really wasn't an American market-driven decision. They just figure, well, all right, we're releasing this in Japan. We'll release it in the United States. And we don't even know, I think, when they're going to release it in Europe. Um, so there you go. Um, of course, there have been other, new, there was other news at Nintendo's Media Summit. Um, We'll first talk about the Japanese one specifically. Um, so we already talked about the DS. So we're going to talk about the... Uh, basically, um, now, you, you might remember that you know initially when the DS came out, Nintendo was offering free access to Nintendo Wi-Fi connection uh, at McDonald's. And that went away. I don't know I, mean, I, I don't know how many people used that, but they're bringing it back, so... <laughs> you know, there you go. Um... They showed a pedometer. I mean, I thought that was completely fake. I saw this on Dig or something, and I look at this pedometer, and I'm thinking, like, what in the world? Nintendo patent. Oh, Nintendo patent a pedometer. Companies patent things all the time just because, you know, they can. Apparently, they showed this. I don't know. They didn't talk about it much, I don't think. Uh, apparently, it's going to be AAC playback. Uh, that's a file format for um, for the DS, or for, for music. Uh, they showed off Dragon Quest Nine. Now, oh, now they're going to be allowing uh, WiiWare software downloads 
directly to the SD card over the Wii, so really it's more like a tr- you know little, makes it a little bit easier. You can now store WiiWare games on on your DS card. Um, they showed Picross 3D. Um, they showed they talked about Animal Crossing City Folk. There were some new screenshots released for that. I guess I I will put the uh, I guess I will I will put the um, the screenshots in the show notes. Punch Out for the Wii was confirmed. Sin and Punishment Two for the Wii. Um, Monster Hunter Three footage was shown. Let's see anything else you guys really should know. I am looking at right now the picture of the DSi and it looks very nice. Um, they've they brought the power button back inside the clamshell like they did with the original DS. Um, but aside from that, not too many differences now. Well, the um, yeah, it doesn't look too different. I think you'd be not surprised, but I think it, it's not a big deal. They also now have a, of course, they now have the Wii website and everything, and so um, yeah, anyway. There was just a lot of stuff. I mean, there's a lot of stuff. Um, according to, I don't, I don't mean people. Those of you Pikmin fans are a little bit worried. Uh, there is going uh, Pikmin. Pikmin is still in the works. Uh, so I guess this is the Japanese stuff. So I guess you might want to hear a little bit about the American, uh, Amer- American stuff. I mean, most of it is repeats uh, from the Japanese summit. But, uh, you know, there is, you know, there is some stuff. Um, let me try to remember here exactly what, what, what exactly we're going to talk. But they talked a little bit about numbers. They said that the DS Lite won't hit till the well of 2009 uh, because the DS Lite is still selling phenomenal rates. Last best year ever for DS. Blah, blah. 22 million DS units have been sold in North America, 23 million in Japan. So Reggie also talked a little bit about how they're trying to ramp up Wii, demand, Wii, Wii, Wii production once again uh, for this holiday season so that you know people can get the Wiis um, if they, you know, if they want them. Um, the second Pokemon Ranger was confirmed as uh, for release November 10th. Um, Fire Emblem Shadow Dragon is coming out the first half of 2009 and they showed a demo of it. Um, let's see, anything else that you guys would think is interesting? Oh, there's going to be a Wii Speak channel uh, to be released on November 16th. Um, you know, of course, Animal Crossing City folks coming out with uh, Wii Speak. And um, the channel costs something, but you can buy if you buy a Wii Speak, you gotta take it, you gotta take it to download the channel for free. Send you can send voice messages and photos. Um and then the two other big kind of announcements is that Super Mario RPG three, which is basically like Mario and Luigi Superstar Saga or or Mario and Luigi Partners in Time. It's coming out in two thousand and nine. Um uh, Bowser joins in with Mario and Luigi. They showed a trailer. Um, you know, you can be Bowser, as I said. Uh, and also kind of an interesting announcement is that Club Nintendo, a service that we in the United States have long envied, uh, is now coming to the United States. Now, this to me was a bit was the biggest story. I mean, DSi is a big story, believe me. That's, that's actually really the biggest story. But symbolically speaking, I think Club Nintendo coming to the United States is the biggest story. And I'll tell you why. I mean, it, 
um, I have always been a little, I have not always, but I've been recently very concerned um, about Nintendo forgetting the hardcore gamer, as many people have. But one thing that I've particularly noticed, in addition to the fact that they're just not releasing the games the way that other companies are, they're just not, um, they're not, I mean, I was very critical of them in the way that they're not d- doing various other things, not allowing o- good online service. I mean, this stuff made me worried. But, you know, the thing that really got me was they canceled Camp Hyrule and that they closed down the Nintendo Insider forums. Now, I think, I think, why would they do that? I mean, really, there's no way it couldn't have cost them all that much. And even if it did, they're rolling in money now from the Wii. Why do they need to close down these two things that they couldn't keep running even during their worst days in the game, you know, during the GameCube days? Why? I So the only explanation I could come up with is it was either something legal, they don't, or they don't care, or they just really are trying to say, get a life, hardcore gamer, we don't want you. Uh... And that scared me because to me that seemed like a direct step backwards for the hardcore gamer. To me it seemed that the point of that was really just to, I mean, just to say we don't want you. So, so it kind of creeped me out. But now the fact that they're now saying, but this is only for North America, for the rest of the world, I don't know, for Europe, especially Europe and Japan, where's the, where's the, you know, where's the love still? Club Nintendo, as I said, released in the, in the is coming out in the United States. Club Nintendo is... Oh, by the Club Nintendo is going to be out here in the uh, by the end of the year. I don't think I said the date. Uh, but Club Nintendo basically is something that's been around in Japan and Europe for a bit. And what it is is that just like with us, when you register games, you can you know on Nintendo's website you get points and you can like buy promotional goodies with the points. Um, so Japan's gotten some pretty cool stuff. They have this cool remote that looks like a Wii remote. But it's actually a remote for your TV. Oh, they've had specific games. They've had, um, you know, I can't remember any of the, a lot of the other Club Nintendo stuff. It's actually a really funny, funny video about this, about how, and it sort of raises the concern. Uh, now, Europe also has had Club Nintendo, but supposedly not quite as good. It's mostly wallpapers, uh, downloadable paper hats, uh, Wii Fit sandals. I sounded like, sound like the best one. Whereas Japan's is really cool. So the question really is, are we going to have a club Nintendo that's going to be more like Japan's or more like Europe's? And if it's more like Europe, we probably probably isn't too much to get excited about. But if it's more like Japan's, you know, that's, that's something to get excited about. Um, but I think particularly it's good because it really is a step for the hardcore gamer. It's not, it is something that, you know, I think takes, you know, a, you know, I think it's I think it's a step that the hardcore gamer can appreciate, and that the dedicated Nintendo fan can appreciate. Um, so that's that's good news, and that's all the main stuff. Of course, there's always plenty of stuff happening. I'm going to be honest with you; it's sort of it, it's slight it it, incre- it barely exceeded my expectations, but it did exceed my expectations. I'll give you that. Uh, the reason for this is because I was kind of expecting they were going to talk a little bit. I mean, I, I, I had a feeling they were going to release a new DS, but they, I wasn't sure, and I wasn't sure what it would look like, and I, I don't know, I just wasn't I just didn't know. And, you know, I didn't expect 
Club Nintendo to come out. That to me is a very is a very big reassurance, and I think not so much because oh I want Nintendo stuff. Of course I do, but because it's more like I say it's mostly symbolic. It's the idea that look we haven't forgotten about you, hardcore gamer. We we like you. You're okay. I mean yeah, I mean we don't like you so much, but we like you okay. Um, even though you're the one that made us who we are. I mean we don't hate you anyway. So it's good to see that that that's coming back. At least that we're at least that we're having club. We're going to have Club Nintendo. You know, I don't have much else to talk about actually, but we're going to be not done yet. The other thing I wanted to mention was something that happened to me. It was sort of it was it was sort of between, gosh, it must have happened late August. I come home from my trip. I went on a trip August twentieth to or August second to twentieth or something. Um, so I was gone a lot, but. I got an interesting little card when I came back, and it's a little, it's like I'm holding it right now in my hands. It's it's a postcard, and I saw it. You know, it came from Nintendo, and it says, uh, "It says, thank you for attending our E3 media briefing. Nintendo aims to bring people engaging experiences to make them smile, and we hope we've provided you at least a little of that during our event." And it has Reggie's signature, Cami Dunaway's signature, and Denise Kegler's signature, and. I don't know about you guys. I mean, maybe you heard about it. this. wasn't a big hyped up story. I thought it was kind of an interesting thing, but they sent me. They never sent me these cards. I mean, I've gone to two other E3 media briefings. They never sent. They've never sent me a card like this. So I'm thinking, like, well, that's interesting. Does it come off to you guys as a suck up card? Let me let me read it again. Uh, I think it's because most people didn't like their media briefing. I mean, does it come off to you as a suck up card? Listen to this. Thank you for attending our E3 media briefing. Nintendo aims to bring people engaging experiences to make them smile. And we hope we provided you at least a little of that during our event. I don't know. I think this is them saying, we hope we provided you at least a little of that during our event. Like, I'm sorry we sucked so bad, but could you please find something in your heart to say that we're... I mean, wasn't it okay at least? I mean, wasn't it not... It wasn't that terrible, was it? I mean, it was, I mean I'm sorry it was so terrible, but I mean, we were trying... Um, does that, is that how, is that how it comes off to you guys? Cause that's, uh, that's how it sort of comes off to me. I don't know. I don't have a problem with them sucking up. It's fine. If they, if they want to suck up, really, they should just give me a decent PR content that actually gives us games. And anyway, so that's neither here nor there. So let's see, do I have anything else I need to talk about? Well, yeah, well, I also played, um, as far as what I've been playing, um, I haven't been playing a lot of stuff, although actually I've been playing Kirby Superstar Ultra, the game we are giving away for our contest, which I will talk about once again, remind you all about later on. Uh, but yes, yeah, so I've been playing Kirby Superstar Ultra. I've practically already beaten it. I think I have one more game to beat. It's a pretty easy game, but it's, um, you know, it's fun. It's a good game. Um, of course, if you play the SNES game, you probably know more or less what it's like, but if you haven't, of course, and maybe you want to buy it, maybe you don't want to spend any money on it, that's fine. We, we here at Lithcast.com are happy to hook you up with a copy as long as you're willing to sing for us. Or make some sort of theme song or jiggle. Um, I've also been playing Super Mario. I also played Super Mario Sluggers, or I forget that. I think that's what's called Super Mario Sluggers, but it's for the Wii. It's the sequel to um, Mario Superstar Baseball for the GameCube. It's more or less the same game so far. I, I like it. I can't say I've quite gotten used to the controls, especially with the th- with the fielding, but. It's an okay game. There isn't much to say. I just it's a very much a very similar game. The SNES, you know, the Kirby game is basically the SNES game, so there's not much to say, but oh well. 
So it looks to me like that's going to be about it as far as news. Of course, a lot of stuff. I wish I could get to all of it. I could keep talking and talking and say, well, did you know that this guy said, well, da, 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 da. Oh, by the way, they showed, I forgot to mention, they showed the, con- I'm always forgetting stuff. They showed the conduit at, um, at E3 a little bit. Um, of course, the Star Wars The Force Unleashed is now out. There's, um, there's a lot. Um, this is, I'm going to try to put as much stuff in the show notes. Of course, you don't know how to access the show notes. Um, you can just go to lithcast.com and, you know, find the podcast and that's where the show notes are. Um, of course, I should remind you to go to lithcast.com, just L-I-T-H-C-A-S-T.com. Join the forums, lithcast.com slash forums. Um, participate in our lithcast game night it's fun it's almost i think it's almost every saturday but all the details are at lithcast.com slash halo lithcast.com slash h-a-l-o um send questions to nintendopod at gmail.com or go to lithcast.com click contact us i'm always happy to hear from you join our folding team i'm gonna talk about the contest by the way a little bit more after this Join our folding team. That's folding.stanford.edu. It is a really cool way to donate your computer's idle time, which I know we have a lot of. I know I have a lot of uh, in the name of Nintendo because when you install the GUI text screensaver client for Mac, Windows, or Linux, or PS3, um, simply type in the team number 45501 and you are set. That is all you need to know. Uh, the The next thing is, well, let's talk about the contest a little bit. Basically, here's the deal. I just want I want a, I want a song or I want a Lithcast jingle. I want it to be about Lithcast or I want it to be for Lithcast, like you know, like a theme song. Uh, go to Lithcast.com. The details will be right there, right, uh, right below the, where this podcast post is. The deadline is November fourth, election day. Uh, if you want, you can go to Lithcast.com/slash/contest and just record right there or email it to me as an attachment to NintendoPod at gmail.com. Um. The first prize winner gets to pick between either Kirby Superstar Ultra or 2,000 Wii points, um, which is $20, which is $20. Um, or, you know, if you want, and then the second place winner gets whatever the first prize guy didn't want. So that's how it's going to work. So, Lithcast listeners, I hope you have had a, as much fun listening to this podcast as I've had creating it. I hope to see you at the next Lithcast and I hope that um, I hope for a lot of things but let's just let's hope that Nintendo starts giving us some games. Let's hope Animal Crossing is going to be good and all this other stuff. Anyway Lithcast listeners anyway Lithcast listeners hmm, it's been fun I will see you at the next episode episode 47 of Lithcast Lithcast